right, KISS Army. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. We hope that you enjoy. 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 Welcome to episode 324 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. The last 300 and... Well, the last episode, 324, was the giveaway, so it doesn't count. We will have given things away and erased it. So today I'm joined by Marcus Almighty Mark. Greetings. 69th Blizzard Ken. Hey, hey. And Lonnie, St. Louis Kiss. What's up? So as you can tell from my background today, we're going to be talking about Ace Frehley Origin Volume 2 and doing our roundtable discussion on it, our ranking our SF, our, I can't speak today, our KISS FAQ panel ranking of the album's tracks from least favorite to most favorite, some other stuff about it as we go along. Um, make sure you tune into Eddie Trunk's podcast one on the episode where he had Ace in the studio and went track by track about the album as well. It was all also very interesting. Eddie, thank you for the nice words. I appreciate it. And it was also nice for Ace to be um saying good stuff about the label and well the fans as well very nice podcast appearance by the the spaceman all right um mark before we talk about this album how are things going with yours because it's it seems like forever since we've had an opportunity to get an update on your musical activities well um i am on song five of the mix Two songs left to go. Uh, and of course, I leave the last, you know, the last two are longer ones. Like the one I'm doing today is like nine minutes long. The one I have to do after this one is like 12 minutes long. So those ones are always a blessing to do when it comes to mixing, of course. And then uh, then the instrumentals left for last that uh, Billy Sherwood played on, which I'm looking forward to doing that one because that's going to be a fun one to mix. Uh, but it's going very good. Uh, I'm very excited about it because it sounds really good. Like I was, I'm, I think easily it's going to be my best sounding album for sure, because it has such variation in the bass sounds because of the guest musicians that came on it. It, it sounds really cool. Um, in October, the first single is going to drop for it, and uh, some exciting kind of updates are going to be coming down the pipe for that. Uh, also, a big thing that I want to mention too, really quickly, if you don't mind is I'm in this other band called The Dark Monarchy. And tomorrow at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we were releasing an official video, not a lyric video, an actual video that was made by our good friend Steve Holland in England for us. Uh, and it, it has Joe Bailey appearing in it as well. So he'll, he'll, he'll at least have one of us in the video. Uh, so it, it's it's going to be a, it's a nice video. We checked it out. It turned out really really well. So that's going to drop tomorrow as well on my YouTube channel on the Project Gemini one, and uh, that's going to be technically the last of the sort of promo for this album cycle. We are st- starting to write the next album in January, uh, but there is one more thing that's going to happen in November based around the uh, Black Friday release for Dark Monarchy. So keep your ears open for that. Very cool. Well, that is Mark's musical update. Let's get into Origins Volume 2 and our roundtable panel discussion on this. Um, before we get into the rankings themselves, I'd just like to ask each one of you, which song 
since we knew about the track listing for this album, were you most looking forward to hearing when the track listing for the album was announced? Lonnie, you're on mute. I could read lifts. That was rude. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had a phone call. Um, For me, um, being the Beatles fan that I am, it was I'm Down, and because John Fine was going to appear on that song as well, um, I was most looking forward to that. And as we may find out later, that might have skewed some some rankings of the panels. Okay, you can get back to your phone call. We'll come back to you later. No, I'm okay. Oh, okay, good. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Um, Ken, how about you? For me, uh, I think it was space trekking. Um, I, you know, I love that song from Deep Purple, so it was a no-brainer. And I think when we had a a prior one uh, a podcast discussing Origins One. I think I might have said I wanted space trucking on, on one of those uh, episodes, and uh, and it, it happened. So I was happy with that. Nice, Mark. How about you? Well, so surprisingly enough, uh, considering that I'm not the biggest Led Zeppelin fan, honestly, uh, my favorite Led Zeppelin album of all time is Zeppelin One. So as soon as I saw Good Times, Bad Times on there, I was like, okay, this I'm looking forward to, and uh, yeah, he didn't disappoint me. Nice. Um, and I don't remember what I said on my kind of track by track review because I did a solo one about it, but kicks. Mark, what was the one that you're most scared that he was going to be doing on this album? Mm, well, I mean, I don't know if I was really scared of any of them to, to per se, but, you know, I'm always kind of leery about when he redoes Kiss songs sometimes. I mean, he did quite a few of them on Origins 1, like definitely more than he did on this album. But that was kind of the one that I was kind of a little iffy about and the other one that I was a little leery about but I was very surprised about is when he does a, when he does a Hendrix song right okay interesting Ken yeah for me I think uh, I was more worried about him you know covering a Beatles tune so it was I'm down I thought you know oh shoot should he be you know tackling that one <laughs> simple or not uh, it's just you know when you t- touch Beatles it's kind of you know, you got to be careful. Hollowed ground? Hollowed ground, yes. Yeah, I'm with you on that with the Beatles, and I, I was more surprised that he was even going to do a Beatles song. I was happy mm-hmm. that it wasn't Helter Skelter or something, you know, really, yeah. really obvious. So, uh, again, good. Well, we'll talk about my opinion of it later. Lonnie, what worried you or concerned you? What worried me or concerned me was actually Space Trucking. God damn it, I'm on. Am I on? No, I'm not. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm off to a good start today. Uh, for me, it was space trucking because, and I think I mentioned this on the last episode where we kind of teased it a little bit when when we talked about the single. Was that do we, do we really need a song with with a space theme in it again, or or are we just forcing it? Um, you know, are, are we just trying just to reach in that? reach in the bag and pull out a song that has space in it. Oh, this will work. We'll, we'll cover this. So that's the song I was most worried about was space trucking. And that really, again, space theme, we're, we're really going down that road again. You know, are, are we just grasping at straws at this point? But I, but to my surprise, it turned out really good. It's one of the better tracks on the album. 
Nice. So let's get into the ranking. As always, we do our ranking, uh, however many songs on the album, one point through X points per song. Favorite gets the most point. Least favorite only gets the one. So let's jump right in on this panel's least favorite track, only earning a whopping 12 points. Jumping Jack Flash which is no shock whatsoever. I've already said that I'm not a fan of Miss Leader Ford. I prefer Joan Jett, always have. Um, just not a big fan of what she does or what she brings to the song. And that was the one thing that really stood out to me when I first listened to the album was the, the swearing. Just seemed out of place and forced on that particular song. So I was not a, well, not particularly a fan of it. Um, Trying to find someone who actually gave it a lot of points to go to next, Lonnie. <laughs> it was me that gave it a lot of points, and I'm surprised that it ranks as low as it does. I I enjoyed it. I I thought I thought she did a great job with the lyric with with taking the lead vocals. It was not that I dislike Ace's Ace's vocals, but it was just a you know, Ace's solo albums always tend to have, you know, a different lead singer or, you know, and a, a few tracks mixed in there with a different vocal. So it was nice and kind of refreshing to hear that midway through the album. And I thought her vocals on there were, were good. I'm, I'm really surprised this ranks as low as what it does. Um, I really enjoyed it. I do agree that the swearing, not that, not that I'm like, a, you know, I, I probably curse on this show more than anybody. Yeah. But, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> But but it did seem but it did seem rather forced that it was in there. It's like I don't, I don't know if we really need that. It it, it didn't add anything to it. You know what I mean? It's not like trying the cool element, right? It's not like it's it's so easy or Night Train where it sounds good in the song that that we're cursing in the middle of the song. You know, there's no cursing in Jumping Jack Flash. So the fact that we're throwing it in there, it's like oh look at me, I'm tough and cool. Then I'm throwing an F bomb in the middle of it really kind of mm -hmm. fall short of the mark but i thought it was i thought but other than that i thought it was great i thought she did a great job with with lyrics i'm surprised that you guys ranked it as low as you did so i'll be interested to hear why yeah and you know while i've already said i'm not a fan of lita i'm not also a fan of the song you know it's almost sure. too predictable as a rolling stone song whereas stuff for me like 2000 man is more interesting kind of a deeper song that's been acified to make it interesting it's like oh really jumping jack flash you couldn't have done something a little bit more interesting mm -hmm. um and i think someone or lots of people have suggested bitch please you know a great stone mm -hmm. song and again with more of a connection to kind of kiss and ace's origins than seemingly jumping jack flash but then again you have to remember that these songs are his origins not what we think his origins should be ken you ranked this uh, well pretty low as well yeah 11 for me um uh yeah it's this or the rolling stones is kind of like the beatles you know that hollow ground kind of thing um and while yeah 2000 man worked out well for them because he, he totally made it a different song really and made it his own uh this is a different in different cases in where he it's just being just this the song is being destroyed it, it lost all of its uh i know what i call his yeah yeah you know the hooks the the sound everything about it, it just didn't sound right it, it just sounded so off 
uh, yeah, so that was a big, you know, I was hoping for something good, but it, I was very disappointed in that song. You're looking for an Eiffel, but you only got a peak. There you go. Mark. Well, for me, um, I didn't rank it very high for two reasons. Uh, mainly, um, not the biggest Stones fan, number one. Uh, number two, the Stones that I do like is not from this era. I like the much older stuff than this. Mm. This is, you know, I don't know. They, they started getting into that kind of, you know, we know we're popular kind of era around this time. Uh, I, I liked it when they were, you know, more starting out the early days of the Stones. I, I kind of dig that stuff a bit more. But I think Lita did okay. I mean, I've never had a problem with her voice per se. Uh, you know, she has kind of that really raunchy whiskey voice, you know, as well when she kind of sings, right? And, uh, you know, being that she's a decent guitar player too, I give her props as well. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with the performance of it. I just think that if they would have did a different Stones song, I think it probably would have ranked much much higher in my list. Fair enough. Lonnie, what have you unboxed? <laughs> I unboxed the the gold version of it that came in the oh, you got yours. Nice. The mail today. Very nice. And it's in good shape. Yeah, all my corners, you know, a little bit of uh, corner scrunch from the shrink on a, a but couple of them, but, but in terms of terms of its I, packaging I you guys no got, the gold, got the gold one none I got the gold one, yeah. yeah because the one that i got was not the gold the one that i had at the store was this this kind of bluish oh, one. Ooh, that looks blue nice. for ace that looks yeah. Good. yeah i'm still waiting for mine but neptune <laughs> was, was gonna come it comes like a week later <laughs> mine's uh black and gold black and gold yeah, I can't remember which ones I bought. I counted up, you know, it was asked on the FAQ, how many copies have you got? I think I've got like nine, because I bought four copies of the Target CD to send out to Europeans. So mm. I bought them. Then I bought, the, Jap I bought the Japanese one, even though it's a digi. I chopped up one digi already. But, uh, <laughs> then I bought, uh, obviously, the vinyl. And the target one I'm still waiting for. So, all right, let's move on in Sorry. the our ranking. And I'm actually shocked this one is as low as it was. Um, on 13 points, Lola. I'm like, really? Mm. I, I actually like that song. Um, but then again, looking at my ranking... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I didn't like it as much as uh, didn't you know, like as much as you thought you did. Yeah, eight eight other songs apparently. So I I think it's fun. And again, I think because I I like every single song on this album. So something has to be like less than something else. It's just the nature of the ranking. I don't think it matters a damn if it's ranked high or low. Um, the yeah. song is fun, and I got a real kick out of it. I was having a bit of PTSD over Southeast Asia and my years there whenever I hear Lola. But, uh, you know, that's a story we just don't want to get into. Uh, Lonnie, your thoughts on Lola? Um, I think I ranked it I ranked it pretty low on my list. Um, well, I like the song. I just, it didn't really work for me as much as a lot of the other songs on the album. I mean, not that it's my least favorite song. It's not my least favorite song on the album, but it kind of seemed as I'm as I'm going through the album, especially the first time. It really that one you talking about something that seemed forced. It was a song to me really seemed forced. And it's just okay, yeah, it's it's poppy and it's catchy and it's fun, but I don't. To me, it just didn't fit in 
on the album. Um, so what didn't fit with like really the theme of the album. That all of a sudden there's Lola, this happy-go-lucky song, right in the middle of it. Um, you know, two songs away from manic depression was was Lola. It just didn't, it didn't work for me um, on the album. I think it's standalone. I think it was fine, but I and 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 there and it's great musicianship on there. That you know you know Ace sounds great on there. He you know I think it's it's a good Ace lyric song. It's a good Ace lyric song. It's more like a like a talking type singing, which is, you know, more up Ace's alley. Not that I'm trying to rip on him as a vocalist, but it 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 worked for Ace. But to me, the song didn't work for the album. Yeah, fair enough. And as far as Kink's songs go, you know, I, I think when there's an identifiable one, there aren't that many, really, mm-hmm. um, that one can go to. Um, Ken, your thoughts on Lola? Yeah, Lola, uh, you know, while the kinks are great and everything, uh, I was never really originally a big fan of this song in the first place. So I thought, yeah, it's a good song, but nothing that we're t- I'd want to go out and buy it, basically. Um, and so from that standpoint, it was like so-so. And then, I mean, it was a, you know, a decent cover. Um, but again, I, I'm not so much into that song. I, I would have rather hit him uh have done destroyer which is kind of funny uh from mm-hmm. the key i think that would have worked out better i, I think that would have been pretty cool yeah and kind of odd his low vocal so you know, I, I i mean i can't yeah. do it one thing i do like on the song though and a couple of other songs is his new gal pals backing vocals as he made very clear on that eddie trunk oh, yes. uh, podcast that i i mentioned today that he had uh, erased a previous person's uh background vocals and added new ones edit her out edited (laughs) he edited her out no wonder the rage mark lola yeah um i i never liked this song like even in its original form i've never been a fan of this song but the reason why i kind of ranked it higher than some of the other songs is because i genuinely think that this is one that ace did pretty good actually on the record like i kind of get the vibe that he likes this song like like really likes like it's one of these ones that when you'd mention lola he probably you know has a smile on his face and will talk to you for 20 minutes about it or why he likes it so much uh and that kind of shows on the playing i think on this song more than some of the other songs on the record yeah all right so here we are you guys broke my heart because this is the one song where It's my second favorite on the album, and everyone else's worst on the album. Politician by The Mm. Cream. Um, I love it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's very well executed. He nails the clownish kind of political thing. And then he talks in many interviews about not being political and thinking that musicians should just stay out of it. And then this week he got all political, or last week when he went on uh, uh, Cassius more show so i i just find that hilarious but i thought he did he picked a really kind of obscure ish cream song and did a fantastic job with it it was at one point one of my favorites the favorite um and remains one of my favorites from the album and the rest of you hate it lonnie sorry it is it is the the least favorite Man, we're going to me first on everyone. But it is my least favorite track on the album. Um, I, I can't get into it. I, I listened to the album, you know, I've listened to it multiple times, multiple times over the last week. And it's the one track that 
I can't get into. I mean, you know, I said Lola doesn't really fit on the album, but I still, you know, can halfway, I still, you know, can can deal with it, and 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 it's fine. It's more of a standalone to me, but I can't get into to politician for whatever reason. Not that I don't like the cream, but I just can't. This this version just doesn't. It just doesn't work for me. What more can I ask you to say? I mean, it either works or it doesn't. It just yeah. doesn't. It's t- totally fair. Ken, what about you? Yeah, for me, uh, I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I've ever heard the song before, honestly. And if I have heard it before, before it was so different from the original that uh, that I didn't recognize it. Uh, but I'm guessing I really didn't hear it before. Uh, among other cream songs I have heard, um, so it just didn't. I just just didn't do anything for me. Didn't lift me up. That's why it's on the bottom of my list. Sorry, sorry, Julian. Hey, you know, it doesn't matter. I, I think there, there's plenty of cream Ace could still do. So I'm, I'm glad he's digging into a little bit of the less obvious stuff. I mean, I'd like Toad to be done, but, you know, that's just me. Mark? Yeah, I think I'm going to echo a lot of what everybody else said, and that is that I just never got into this song at all. I just, I'm, I'm not the biggest cream person. The funny thing I noticed about my list is that the last, like the bottom four or five, songs are really bands that i'm not really into too much right but the upper half is just stuff that i'm really much more familiar with but cream is just a band that i've liked out of like a a respect thing you know because it's you know eric clapton ginger baker and you know jack bruce like those guys are like icons in their musical instrumental field right so you know, and watching some of their performances, like, you know, at the Royal Albert Hall and stuff like that, those are fantastic performances. But, you know, I'm not very familiar with their album Deep Cuts, let's just say. So when I heard a song like this, you know, it's not terrible. Like, nothing that's on this record is terrible. But it's just a song song that just didn't connect with me as much as the other songs did. Yeah. And, and that's just how it's going to go. All right, so moving into ninth place, we actually get one that's in the middle of the road for two of us and really, well, for three of us, and it doesn't work for Mark. Um, we got to get out of this place, the animals, on 16 yeah. points. So, Mark, straight back to you for that to give Lonnie a break for being first. <laughs> I never liked this song. I mean, right or wrong, I always connected this song to Vietnam movies. Because for, for whatever reason, I think I remember hearing it, I, I don't know if it was Platoon or one of these kind of movies, that they always had these kind of, you know, like, you know, it just reminds me of this sort of like 60s, you know, peace and love man sort of vibe thing to their songs. And I just, I don't like, never liked those kinds of songs, those Vietnam influenced kind of songs. And whether this is or not, you know, I can't be 100% certain, obviously, but, you know, it just, it never connected with me though and i saw he did this one i was like kind of like oh no i don't like this song i really hope he does it better and uh, as a plus to it i do like his version better yeah i think on the vietnam thing is definitely a connection and i'm glad he didn't do the paint it black or paint it black um Mm -hmm. as another song that's been featured in vietnam era what was that tv series in the 80s or 90s i don't remember what it was called but uh 
yeah, I, I love this song, though. I think it's really catchy, just one of those really well-crafted pop songs. So it makes me smile. And, Ken, you and I ranked it the same. Yeah, uh, this is. I like the original song by The Animals. Um, so I never, I never really thought of it as a part of a you know war of Vietnam era song. Um, I've always just you know thought of the animals whenever I hear the song. Um, and you know it was a pretty good job. I I enjoyed the song though. It's not one of my more favorite songs on this album, but. Uh, they did a pretty good job of it. Sorry, reading texts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Lonnie, it wasn't too far behind Ken and me on your rank. No, I like it, and I think I think it's a it's a good track for Ace to do. I think it's you know it's it's more it's it's kind of a, it's a song that's really up Ace's alley. You know, it's I mean I I don't know his origins. He knows his origins, but for but for me, you could really see that we got to get out of this place. It's really an Ace Frehley, in the, the vein of Ace Frehley style type of song that would really work for him, his personality, um, you know, who he is. Um, I, I think it works fine, and, and it's and it's catchy, and, you know, I, 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 I rank that, I think, pretty pretty well in, in the middle, and it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's a good tune. It's a good tune. I think it really works on the album. It's, it's, it's really good. Yeah, and I think he said in, in, the, in the interview with Eddie that he didn't even know it was a protest song. He just liked it, you know. Yeah, and that's totally ace. Yeah, right, and, yeah, and I, I, I think what's, what's, what's better, <laughs> I mean, we got to get out of this place. It's the rock and roll hell of this album. There you go. All right, okay. moving on into eighth place. Now it gets real. Substantial jump in the points because everything's coming up. But I'm surprised this one is, well, in eighth place, frankly. It's the bonus track, She, in which... Um, Ace and the Ace Frehley Band revisit that classic. So, Ken, I guess we'll sh- we'll start with you on this. <laughs> well, you know, I love this song. Um, I've always loved the song, and you know, yeah, sure, he knows the song, and it's it's uh, typical. Um, but I ran- and I ranked it number one <laughs> for me um, because more than anything else, I love. To hear Ace play Kiss, that's what I want. I want Ace to play Kiss. I want to hear Kiss music. So, uh, and it did a, you know, pretty, pretty good job. He replicated his own old solos nicely. Uh, I noticed. I was kind of listening closely and seeing if he, re, you know, remembered all those solos. Um, and he did. It, it, all the fills were there, and it was great. And it was a great, great, you know. Rocker, good job. Good job covering the original. Well, actually, there was only one fill there, and that was the bassist. Yeah, so Mark, you and I ranked this the same. Again, middle of the pile. For me, it's middle of the road just because in terms of all the songs that I enjoy and those that I don't. But I think Ken nails it, that it's great to hear Ace doing Kiss stuff, and I would still love to have an Ace live album with this new lineup that he's got. So maybe one of these days that'll happen. Mark, your thoughts on She? Now, while I agree that I'd love to hear a live album with this band doing Kiss material, my opinion on this is completely opposite to Ken's, and I apologize, my good friend Ken, because we usually don't disagree on this kind of stuff. But I don't, I don't want to hear Kiss songs on these kinds of records. I want to hear him do 
his origins and kiss is not his origin that was just a band that he was in right you don't know so that wanted... maybe wicked lester one of his one of his origins <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe yeah you never know eh? hey, maybe he go. was influenced by that flute music oh. you know maybe he loved it you know but uh, you know i i just there's nothing wrong with the performance don't get me wrong i think they did a really good job it sounds good they played it excellent they even threw in a little tag at the end from the live version of it as well that was cool that they did that as well you know, but you know, when when Ace comes out and says, you know, he's gonna do an Origins record, I, I'm curious to hear what the songs are that influenced this man that inspired so many people to pick up the guitar. And that's why on Origins one, I was a little meh, that there were so many Kiss songs on there because I would have loved to have heard more songs that he would wanted that he grew up with. So, you know, I, I think this record would have been just as good in my opinion without she on it. That's just my opinion. Right, and that's why it's a bonus track. But then again, <laughs> five to one, the doors in the solo, you know, maybe that's an origins link as well. Okay, Lonnie. Um, I'm kind of, I do agree with Mark on this one where I do love Ace doing Kiss. Um, I'd like, I also agree with Julian. Well, how about a live album with, with some Kiss <laughs> stuff on it of what it's like to go see Ace with this new band? Because, um, you know, I saw a show last year and it was very entertaining, very good very tight um or at least you know do do some kiss on on something like that where on an origins album you even though i interjected mark i you know i do agree that you know kiss isn't really his origins well kiss kiss is his origin like his beginning but you know i, I don't it's it's to me it seemed kind of forced on the album at, at, at the very end as a, as a tag on the end is it really a bonus album? Well, I don't know. It's on every version I have, so I don't know if it's really a bonus track or not, mm. because I haven't seen a version of it without it. So, yeah. to me, it it works. You know, I like I liked it because I like the song. She obviously am a Kiss fan, but to me, it it really wasn't. To me, it really wasn't needed on there. No. Oh, fair enough. There we are. All right. But how about some live? But I'm with Julian. How about how about a new live ACD? Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen this lineup of the Ace Fairly Band what four, five, plenty of times, and I look forward to the next time they they bring a power to the music now. Oh, that's a John Carabi. Jesus, what a show! Just shut up and host. Just shut up and host. (laughs) All right, so in seventh place, my favorite song on the album, Kicks. On 29 points this was also the one i was most looking forward to and also a little bit worried about what he was going to do to it so um obviously with it being my favorite i am thrilled by the end result i have always liked this song i've always liked its riff and again it's an upbeat poppy anti-drug song sung by ace Frehley. so the, <laughs> no lack of irony on there um but he also does a great job on it he adds a solo in so you know a little bit like the live version of rock and roll all night add a solo in acify it and he knocks the performance out of the park let's see um mark yeah i mean i did i ranked it sort of in the middle um, not too familiar with the song, to be quite honest with you. Again, like I said, this lower half of this, the list is stuff that I'm not overly familiar with. Uh, but it's, but I'm, but I'm glad that he put these types of songs on there because they're to me almost like fresh new songs, right? That I've never 
heard so i'm introduced to him and i, I like it again I, I didn't let it rank it very low because you know i thought he performed it well it sounds good the performances are good i think one of the things i like about this record is i think all of his performances are pretty spot on like they like they, there's nothing that i hear that i kind of like go oh like that was a bad note or you know what i mean like he, his performance as a guitar player and even singing wise is really good on this record i, I really enjoyed this record yeah um lonnie i think you had this about the same as uh mark yeah five and five yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's it's like Julian said, it's good and it's catchy, and just kind of feels like a good like a good Ace tune. I mean, I like the original track, so I was you know looking forward to hearing Ace's version of it as well. You know, some of these were some of these are tough to rank because you're you're also in the middle of ranking them. You're you're you know, thinking about how you, how you feel about the original version of that song too, because you can't mm. if you know if you've heard the original version of the song, it still sticks in your head quite a bit, even though, you know, I'm 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 ranking an, an Ace Frehley Origins, you know, CD, but um, it worked. I, I think the song worked really well for Ace and and his band, and it's catchy. I I enjoyed it. I liked it. Maybe I didn't rank it as high as others, but I still liked it. Yeah, and that's an interesting point, Ken, before we get to your thoughts on kicks. How many of these songs were you hearing for the first time on this album? Uh, and it, because everyone's musical lives aren't the same, um, I had heard every single one of these songs except for one. Um, Mark, what about you? Yeah, well, a few of these are ones I hadn't heard before. Like Politician, I honestly haven't heard before until I heard this. And this is another one that I wasn't really very familiar with. But the rest of them I'm, I pretty much have heard at one point or another. So. Yeah, Lonnie, what about you? Any? I think I've heard all. I, I think I've heard all of them. You know, I'm, I'm pretty well diverse. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily like, you know, really go crazy on certain, on you know, certain bands. But I, I think I'd heard, I'd heard all of these before at some point or another. Obviously, I don't own all of these songs, but I, I have heard them all before. So was familiar familiar with them all so you know like i said it's it's difficult because i'm thinking well, i'm trying to rank these songs you know and i'm going back and forth a little bit well well how can i rank you know good times bad times this here because well 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 wait no it, you know i'm i'm don't get that don't let the add get the best of you we're talking about a really good times bad times and not you know led zeppelin you know we're not talking about jimmy page and robert plant's version of the song so it was you know it's not e- it's not easy to do that, you know, as opposed to if it was just a, an album full of of new material like we did for his his album here or so ago. Yeah, Ken, your thoughts on both those parts and uh, obviously your opinion on Kicks itself. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I think I think Politician was the only one I hadn't heard. Uh, uh, there may have been another one, but I can't remember now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Kicks, the song Kicks is good. I, obviously, I've heard that before. A number of times um, in the past, and uh, I think it's a a real good choice by Ace to to cover that one. It's a nice, catchy tune, and has, yeah, like you said, Jane, has you know good riff in it. Um, so I like it. it's it's the middle of my list, but it's it's a it's a keeper. Yeah, nice celebration of 14 years of sobriety for the spaceman. So congratulations, Ace, on that. All right, moving into sixth place on 30 points. Humble Pie, 
30 days in the hole, and I think a lot of people will probably be surprised that it's so low, uh, you know, midway point on this track listing, and that's all my fault for having it second from last. And I don't know whether it's a result of me listening to an awful lot of 70s cheap trick, but there was just something with the vocal that didn't quite rub me right. And I have seen everyone else who's been commenting on it has had nothing but fantastic things to say about Robin Zander's um, vocal. And musically, it's great. And, you know, again, his vocal sounds well delivered. It just doesn't sound like the 70s albums that I've been listening to an awful lot of um, over recent years. So the issue is me, not him, not the performance. Um, Lonnie. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed Robert Sanders' um, lyrics on it, or vocals on it. Again, uh, like Jumpin' Jack Flash, to me, it, it's nice on an Ace album to get that different vocalist mixed in, because it's something that we were used to in, in the 80s, um, not something we really got on his more recent uh, releases with Anomaly and then and so on. But to me, on an Ace album, it, it's kind of like to me it's like the way it's supposed to be we're supposed to have a different vocalist in the middle of it here and there so and i think to his credit robin zander knocks it out of the park i think it, it's it's fantastic how he did this song um ace sounds great on it the whole band sounds great on it i i, I really really like it and this is one this is one of the songs on there that i that i can almost take it as its own almost and really don't have to look at it as much as a cover as i do a lot of the other ones because i i think the song really stands well on its own Nice. Well thought out. Mark? Yeah, well, it's interesting because uh, I thought it was well done. I thought Robin Zander did a good job singing it. Um, never a big Cheap Trick fan, to be honest with you. Um, I have a couple records by Cheap Trick, but they really collect a lot of dust because I don't listen to them a whole lot, to be honest with you, because I don't know. I mean, I know they're so strongly connected to Kiss, but to me, they're it's just... To me, it's almost night and day. I, I just don't really see the connection as far as like, you know, if you like Kiss, you got to like Cheap Trick kind of thing. Because uh, I don't like them nearly as much. But with that said, they did a great, great, great job on this. Like he sang it really well. It was performed really well. And, uh, you know, lots of other bands, I think, have done this song before. Uh, it's a pretty popular song to cover. Uh, in fact, and I hope I don't get egged by the Kiss uh, board members for saying this, uh-huh. but I honestly think that the best version of this song I've ever heard is done by Mr. Big on their debut record that mm. they came out with. They did a cover of 30 Days in the Hole, and I thought that was excellent. You know, a great version of it. Uh, but, you know, you got Eric Martin and Billy Sheen and all those guys, so of course it's going to be awesome, right? But this is a good version i mean for me this this was in my upper half already so i i did think that it was a a good performance and i think i agree with lonnie that having robin singing on here was a nice change because ace does sing quite a bit on this record so yeah always helps like has been mentioned to give him a little break ken your thoughts on 30 days in the hole yeah i mean i like it it was a good job and i yeah, Robin Zander is uh, nothing but a plus. Um, I wish on this type of origins, his origin albums, that he would have more vocalists come in and do more of the songs versus maybe his solo records. I, I'd like him doing his 
own vocals on the solo record. But for something like this, I would, I would get some other, you know, a variety of vocalists to come in and, and sing some of these tunes, um, you know, that have, you know, better vocal chops <laughs> than Ace. Uh, so, but having said that, it's a good song. I enjoy it. It's, you know, five, number five on my list. Yeah, so having said that, would you then have less guest musical players, like less John Five or less Bruce? Or, or no, I wouldn't have less. Or would you, or would you still like keep that. keep going with that? I like having uh, th- that too. I mean, you can have a little bit of both, right? So you can, you can have your cake and eat it too. Of course, you exactly. Can. I really, I really like that idea. Yeah, that's something like yeah. that's something like what what Slash did, like in 2010 on his solo album, and what Bruce Kulick did for BK3. Yeah. Um, is that you right. could, you know, you could do that, and 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 actually it would be really great for an origins type album. And we were just saying it would really make each song seem standalone and very unique in in and of itself. If you had mm-hmm. a different vocalist on on each track, um, I, I think that's I think that's an excellent idea. You know, Bruce did it, Slash did it. Why why not Ace do it for an origins album? And you know, let somebody who you know, wants to come in and sing a lead on, on one of those songs that oh, I've always wanted to lead, see, sing lead on, sing, sing vocals on this track. Oh, and Ace is that'd be great. You know, somebody, you, know, you could, you could, Ace could really work that, and have a group of vocalists come in that would really, really be in there doing something like that. Well, the voice of reason has spoken. There we um, go. Yeah. All right. Prove it wrong. Prove it wrong. I'm not. A, <laughs> wouldn't even bother. Um, moving on into fifth place. Speaking of guest appearances, Manic Depression on 31 points with uh, Bruce coming in and them picking a great Jimi Hendrix song mm-hmm. to do. Mark, let's start with you on that. I was thoroughly surprised with this song. I mean, being a Hendrix um fan i guess i can say that i'm not a huge fan but i am very familiar with his catalog i have quite a bit quite a bit of his records um when a guitar player goes to cover hendrix other guitar players kind of sit up and go okay how's this going to turn out because that that's kind of those things you know like where if you're going to dare to step into this territory it better be good and i think they did a really good job i was expecting disaster he proved me totally wrong. And I'll tell you the one thing that really made me smile with this was Bruce Kulick on this. His solo, the Wah solo, that first one that, that's in the middle of the song, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And proves to me that I was not wrong way back in 2015 when I first did my first episode with you guys when I said that my favorite KISS member was yeah. Bruce Kulick. And he has remained that way because the man knows his guitar playing he's a very modest guy i love his channel where he talks about kiss stuff when he's talking about the origins of some of the songs i've been watching i love his channel the man can do no wrong in my eyes and he proves it to me again on this cover and and hats off though to ace for having the balls to have bruce come on to his album and do that i mean how many other you know guitar players are a funny bunch they're kind of like you know they don't like people stepping on their toes kind of thing when it comes to guitar playing, right? So to allow him to come in and drop down a really great guitar solo, Ace could have been like, ah, no, I don't want that on there. It's going to make me look bad, Curly, you know. It, it, but he didn't do that. He, he kind of approached it like, you know, he did a great solo and it just helped the song sound fantastic. And I think to me, 
it, it's one of the best songs. I mean, it's number two on my list. Yeah, that's why I want you first, because it is ranked so highly by you. But for me, uh, when it comes to these guitarist guests, John Five doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, it's not that I don't respect him as a player I watch some of his videos on YouTube I don't look out for oh there's an album with John 5 on it must get it whereas if it's Bruce because he's the guitarist who was in Kiss when I became a fan I was like wow you know that's going to be really fun to see what these two guys do together and they stylistically contrast uh, with Bruce doing his wah and his playing style with Ace's Mm -hmm more loose and it, it works really well together so it's stylistically it's very interesting it's not to say i don't enjoy the things where john five does contribute but in terms of his name recognition to me um just not on the same level as bruce and that no disrespect is intended by saying that it just is what it is ken yeah well i'm with kind of with mark uh that yeah this is really you know a great tune and 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 bruce was a you know great show. i think even I, I think ace said that bruce contacted him and asked him um to to be on and of course and he said yeah hey, come on come on and play and he let it he let bruce uh choose the song i believe um from what i understand so uh great song choice uh great for letting ace uh, you know get bruce on there and bruce is you know he's still got it you know he's always been a fantastic guitarist um technically yeah the best guitarist in is in kiss over the years technically um so it, it worked out great the song just works out great so i enjoyed it a lot yeah and ace likes his playing too so lonnie um, I really, I, you guys talked about um, Holy Ground with with the Beatles, and we'll get to that here soon, and with the Rolling Stones. Well, this song fits right in there with, with Holy Ground, especially when you talk about a lead guitarist going to cover Jimi Hendrix, like Mark said. And then you bring in Bruce to do it with him, who is a huge Hendrix fan. So I was really looking forward to, to the song, knowing the influence that both of them have stated on numerous, numerous occasions how much Jimi Hendrix influenced them. So I was really looking forward to the song, and it totally does not disappoint. It is, they really knock it out of the park on this one. And, you know, you, you look at some of these other songs, and you can kind of say, like, oh, they kind of made this, you know, the steal a line from American Idol, like they really made this song their own. Well, this song, the Hendrix just spews through your speakers when you're listening to this. I think... They kept this as, I mean, you can, I mean, it almost sounds like Hendrix. They tried to make it so much sound like Hendrix. And I'm sure Bruce wouldn't want it any other way. That's exactly how he wanted it, that he wouldn't want to deviate from what Jimi Hendrix did because he had such a big influence on Bruce. Um, you know, Ken, Ken mentioned how much she sounds, you know, he's his work on She really sounds true to form. Well, this song really sounds true to form. And they did a fantastic job on it. And I, I really sing its praises. They did great on this song. Really, really good. And it's not too deep a cut, but it's also not no. too obvious either. I think he's picked both of the Hendrix songs he's done on the Origins volumes very well. Spanish Castle Magic, obviously, on the first one was a great pick. And obviously, he's done Foxy, Foxy Lady previously. Um, but he stayed away from Hey Joe and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Purple Haze. So 
more power to all along the watchtower oh yeah yeah without going too deep into hendrix which you know from my dives it just doesn't appeal to everyone well it doesn't Mm. appeal to me so it probably doesn't appeal to everyone either all right moving on in fourth place this is actually a, a little bit of a dark horse i'm shocked that it's this high up because it is pretty obscure never in my life on 32 points and of course, uh, on first listen of that, that was the the new song for me. Uh, by the way, I wasn't familiar with it before this album. Um, Rip it out. Obviously, got more than a little bit of inspiration with that riffage mm. at, at the opening of it. But um, heavy as hell. I loved it, and it made me go listen to quite a bit more Mountain. So um, mm-hmm. mission accomplished on that. Thank you for the introduction to something new uh, to listen to, Mark. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, not a big uh, mountain person as far as uh, collecting their their material, but you know familiar with stuff you know uh, in their within their catalog. So, and Leslie West is a pr- very uh, bluesy kind of player, uh, an obvious sort of influence for Ace in my opinion, and uh, it's a great song. I I really think that Ace took this one and gave it a little bit more oomph to it than. The original version, uh, you know, it helps that he has a nice modern production to this as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this song. I mean, it, it is in the middle for me, but that's only because the songs that are in my upper echelon there are songs I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, middle of the road doesn't mean bad, does it? So, mm-hmm. um, Ken, bottom half of your ranking? Yeah, bottom half. Uh, I think it's because this is, I was less familiar with this song. Um, this is probably the other song that I was not so familiar. I think I heard, had heard it, but um, but I I just didn't. I mean, I thought it was, it was perfectly fine. It just it didn't grab me like some other stuff on on this uh, album here. So yeah, it was okay, uh, but it's not something that I would want to go back to. You know, wanting to listen to again. Yeah, and I remember one of the stories about this, that when they were in the studio recording it, Jimi Hendrix was there, and he loved the riff. So another nice little connection with oh. Jimmy there. So, Lonnie, you loved this one as well. I really did. I I really did. It's it's really heavy, um, which I agree with Julian on that, which really shouted up my list quite a bit. Um, and I've seen Mountain once when I was a teenager they had like a festival around here and they were there um so I'm, you know and not just because I saw them one time in concert I'm actually <laughs> familiar with all their songs but but no I mean I've seen I've seen Mountain you know I've I've uh, and and I have some and I have some of their music it's it's good stuff so I was you know looking forward to this one as well and I Ace just makes it so much heavier than the original version and I I to his credit I, I really enjoyed that and Ace's playing on it is great too and and you know what Knowing where Ace is in his life right now, he's in a much different place, and you can really tell that he's happy. I think, I think that really comes out in his lyrics in this song. I think, I think it's a very appropriate song for where Ace is in his life right now. So, to me, that really, he he couldn't hide it when he sang that song. So to me, it's it's really one of the standouts on the record because of that. Very nice, good observation. So, where is he in his headspace? We got to get out of this place, then, Lonnie. Well, I, I, I can't test. It doesn't work on every song. <laughs> <laughs> and neither does it work on this next one in third place on 35 points. Side one, song one, Zeppelin one. 
good times, bad times. Yeah, uh, not surprising that it ranks this high, but I only gave it three points. Really? <laughs> wow. You I don't, totally skewed it because, again, as I went through the list, I, and I love it uh, musically, uh, there's just a couple of parts where the vocal, you know, just is a little bit low um for me and you know i love the ad lib rap at the end of his angry rapping i i love jeremy's playing on it it's a great song but it just kept getting bounced down the order and again there's nothing on this that i don't like it just kept it was probably the biggest casualty of me just loving some of these other songs that little bit more um and and that's really it because it's fantastic it's also a great opener on the album so um mark mm-hmm. it was your favorite song yeah it definitely was um when i heard this the first time i was really really happy and now i'm just going to use this moment to just explain one little thing quickly uh so when i first got this i bought both the cd copy and i showed i had the vinyl version as well of this i listened to the cd of it the first couple times and it was good. It sounds good. A uh, little squishy in spots as far as production and the mastering. But I'll tell you one thing. When I put on that vinyl, the 45 RPM version of it, wow. Okay, like that was done really, really well. I mean, and the way you can always tell when a master job or a lacquer cut is done really well is you listen to those dead stops, that, dan, dan, that dead air in there, and you can hear like the little hi-hat counting going on in all those little spots, even in space trucking when you're doing that, dan, 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 all those spots in there. The the quality of the audio is so nice on this album. It really takes these kind of songs that were performed well and had good amps used, like some nice old Marshalls and stuff like that, and it really cuts through really well. So I highly recommend listening to this album on vinyl as opposed to the CD. The CD is fine. But it just doesn't do any justice to it as the as the vinyl does. But I'll tell you one other thing. I was listening to that, and when I was done, I stopped, took the needle off the record, left everything as it was, and went into my collection and grabbed Origins 1 and put it on. Oh my god, this is horrendous in comparison on vinyl. It is over like limited to death. It sounds like somebody just took a CD copy of it and pressed it to vinyl. It's terrible. And the snare drum sounds like a gunshot, those really bad sampled snares on there. Like I couldn't get through White Room. It was it was like, ah, like it was like really just annoyingly loud, though there was no dynamics in it at all. So while I, you know, like this album for its, you know, vinyl coloring and, you know, the collectability of it. And the songs are good on this album as, as well, but man the the production job is not anywhere near as good as on origins 2 and i and i can't stress it enough buy you know obviously get the vinyl because it's the 45 rpm version it sounds really good yeah sure you'd have to get up a couple times and flip the record but it is worth it fidelity wise Wow, so that's a hot take for the show, Lonnie. That is a hot take. Yeah, you're not getting one today. So uh, talk about talk about good times, bad times. Um, I don't know how to follow that up. I mean, damn. Um, but good times, bad times. You know, 
it's tough when it's Led Zeppelin, you know? And, I mean, Ace really didn't... We, we've talked about hollowed ground on the show. Ace did not shy away from hollowed ground as far as, you know, Hendrix, Zeppelin, Beatles, Stones. I mean, it takes balls to cover songs like those. I mean, it really, truly does. Mm-hmm. And he did great. I, I, I think Good Times, Bad Times is 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 done very well it's one of the songs that i wasn't really as looking forward to as much because um i like it and we've talked about it where i'd like it where he takes a little bit of a deeper dive like he did with with manic depression and don't just do like a standard you know but you know then again we turn around we do a standard with jumping jack flash with the stones but i do enjoy a little bit of a deeper dive and i was really hoping for if we're gonna do zeppelin i was hoping for a, a little bit of a deeper dive on zeppelin because um, I think it's an it's an easy pick to say all oh, good times bad times because everybody loves that song, but it's a great opener. So and you have to have an opener, so you know go ahead and, and, and do good times bad times I guess and it sounds really good. I, I I think it it's it's done very well. It it really surprised me more than anything else because I was kind of like uh, but it you know it's like oh can 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 Ace really sing Robert Plant? <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah. when, when when I think Ace Frehley lyric, Ace Ace through vocals, I don't I don't I don't right. put oh yeah, it sounds like Robert Plant. No, I, I don't I don't put them in the same category. Not that one's good and one's bad. They're just both very different from one another. Um, so I I was really kind of hesitant on it, but it I I think it works very well, and it and it's a great opening track on the album. Kind of sets its own. And 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 in his defense, that song is probably one of the more easier Robert Plant songs sure. to sing in general. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So, Ken. Yeah, I I ranked it number two. So yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, I think it was a great opener. Um, while I'm not the biggest Led Zeppelin fan in the world either um there there are songs i like um but i don't a lot of the songs i just don't get by them uh, <laughs> they don't work for me but uh having said that uh it was good you know good job and yeah the vocals worked uh, surprisingly i was surprised like lonnie that i was like oh you know robert plant is he gonna sound like that or you know but no no but yeah like mark says that those vocals are more toned down for a Zeppelin song, Robert Plant, Plant vocals. So it, it worked, and they did make it work well. Um, mm-hmm. So, and it it's just sounds great. It's re- just on point. I mean, just just the 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 riffage, the stops or whatever. Um, it just sounds all perfect. Really, it just they did a solid, tight job on that song. So that's a good one for me. Yeah, as tight as the original, very well recorded and executed. All right, yeah. so it's going to be pretty obvious what number one is after we say number two. So just to give you a quick recap, 12th place, Jumping Jack Flash on 12 points. 11th, Lola. 10th place, Politician. 9th place, we got to get out of this place. 8th place, She. 7th, Kicks. 6th, 30 Days in the Hole. 5th, Manic Depression. 4th, Never in My Life third good times bad times in second place space trucking on 36 points just nipped in there ahead of good times bad times always loved this song it's so much fun i'm just like i i don't even care that it's got space in the title i just enjoyed the shit out of it and i love the video that they did to accompany it so musically it's a winner visually it's a winner lonnie 
Yeah, it is. It is good. It it it's one of the songs that really surprised me again on the album that I I mentioned at the top. I was like, oh, when the track listing originally came out, I was like, oh, really? Space trucking? We're again, we're going down this road type thing, but it works. It really truly does. And and you know the, the space ace trucking line in there that's in there several times. It works. I mean, if you and if you didn't know the original song, you you wouldn't know that that's crammed in there <laughs> you know what i mean it just it just it works really well and and the video that that came out with with the single is is fun it's funny um work works really well too um and i think this is this is the song ken nailed it again because this is right up ace's alley and it works perfectly for him um ken called this you know i think when origins of one came out i think he called this so, somewhere back then um uh, several a couple years ago so it you know it it surprised me and and i ranked it high because it does surprise me and i, and I really like it and, and it's it's not and this whole album isn't like one of those albums where you're going to listen to it a couple times and then i'm going to discard it and i'm never going to listen to it again you know i i i see myself going back to this one a whole lot more than i did origins one actually yeah, this one's actually made me go back to Origins 1 a lot more as really? well, mixing them together, along with his earlier covers of, you know, Do Ya, and the ones that he's included, yeah. The Joker, just putting all his covers into one playlist is something that I'm, I'm actually surprised that I've been doing. Ken, your thoughts on Space Trucking, which actually was recorded for Origins 1, and he uh, oh. didn't use it at the time. He revisited it. Oh, information. wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's... <laughs> I stole it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is, I mean, this is a song that I love. It's from my favorite Deep Purple album, um, Machine Head. So I've always loved it. Uh, they trimmed it down nicely. That You know, they didn't do a, the full blown out, you know, however many minutes it was. Eleven. It was as long, yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, they had to trim it. I mean, so it gets right into it right away. You know, I wasn't thinking it was going to go right into the song right away because I'm so used to the original. Um, but it, it gets right in there, and, and it's it's a great job. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to beat it, you know, beat a Deep Purple song like this, but uh, they come pretty close, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it like I thought I would. Nice. Mark? Yeah, well, um, I put this pretty high, and I'll I'll be honest, this this went up higher on my list, really late in the game, uh, mainly because like I love Deep Purple. Okay, they're one of my favorite bands. Uh, John Lord is one of my biggest influences on keyboards, believe it or not, uh, and you'll hear that on my new record coming out soon, awesome. uh, because there's a there's a bit of a Hammond organ work on this new record that I'm doing, which is tributed to the man, Mr. Lord. Uh, but I, I've always loved this song. Uh, I'll admit the first time when I heard this song with Ace, you know, those kind of, you know, little alterations to the lyrics that he put in there were kind of humorous the first couple times you heard it. But I found that I started getting a little like, like rolling in the eyes after a while, after listening to the song a few more times with them, they started getting a little stale. But one thing really helped to keep this song high on my list was the, uh, the other day i received my new deep purple album whoosh that came out uh amazing record by the way one of the best late career albums i've ever heard by a band uh, highly recommended and with it came a live dvd in it 
where they prefer where they perform at Hellfest in 2017. And they do a bang up job doing space trucking on that. And when I watched it, I was like, yeah, I really got into it. And then it just for some reason made the ace version just go up even higher in my ranking because when I listened to it, I was like, yeah, it does. It It is good. It is really rocking and solid. And who cares about those little things that kind of bug me about the lyrics? I can look past that because musically, it's really well done. And I love the organ sound that Ace and the guys got on their recording. Very, very authentic B3 sound. I have a feeling it's maybe a bit of a plug-in. I can't imagine them wheeling in a huge, monstrous Hammond B3 into the studio for that. But it, it was a good sample of, of one. That's for damn sure. And a great performance by Rob Sabino. So, yes. Yeah, early ace buddy from the Bronx. All right, that means number one, pretty clear cut. Actually, on 39 points, I'm down, and I'm shocked. I did not see that one coming as the winner of this, uh, this ranking. I love this song, always have. But when it comes to covers, I immediately thought of Aerosmith who did a cover mm, of it for Permanent Vacation back in 87. So that's a pretty tough bar to go Ace versus Steven Tyler vocally. Or maybe not, it depends. Um, and I think he nailed it in every way. It's a great up-tempo rocker and probably one of the few really up-tempo Beatles songs that is not too deep, but deep enough that it's not an obvious pick. So if Ace was saying, I'm going to do a Beatles song, this would not be in the top 10 of the songs that I would have picked for him to do. But he does it. He does it fantastically. I think John Five's on this one as well. Um, so guitar-wise, it's got an abundance of guitar sounds and dynamics going on. But vocally, um, I, I know some people have talked about it's been up-pitched for Ace to sing it, and I don't know, and I don't care. I just think it really works well from start to finish. Lonnie? Um, I ranked it number one, and it's one of the songs I was looking forward to the most. One, because it's a Beatles song. Two, um, because John Five was on the album, which when we previewed the album a couple months ago, we talked about what songs you're looking forward to the most and and why. That's the reason why is one of them, because I'm always interested to hear what he sounds like with other guitar players, so... Um, you know, those songs in, in Manic Depression with Bruce are some of the songs I was looking forward to the most. And this song did not disappoint. And it's I think it's the perfect choice for him to do a Beatles song on. That, you know, you want to do a Beatles song. Well, he's not he's not picking I Want to Hold Your Hand. He's not picking Hard Day's Night. You know, it, it's it's down the list of, of Beatles songs, you know. And but it's perfect. I think, I think it works really well. The guitar playing on this song is incredible. You know, and, and it's one solo after the next. And it's like, you're listening to it and you're like, damn. And if and if somebody didn't know this was a Beatles song, I don't know <laughs> you if you played it, you know, I think if I played it for my wife or I played it for anybody and I said, who who's the original recording on, on this? I'll give you 20 guesses. I don't think they'd guess the Beatles. I mean, it's catchy and you can, you know, and then if you say it's the Beatles, oh, OK, I get it now. I can kind of hear it now because it, it's catchy. It's, you know, it's a fun song. But I think the guitar playing on the song is great. It's a great, you know, and it's a great song on top of it. And just the solos are just off the chart for me. And it's and it's, it's the highlight of the album for sure. Absolutely. So I'm when I 
submitted my picks, Julian's like, wait, so I'm down as your favorite? And I'm, I was just like, yeah, am I like way out of left field on this? Because I think it's the best song on the album. I was just checking, wanted to be sure, but your enthusiasm now has, illustra- has illustrated your point perfectly. <laughs> there we go. Ken. Yeah, like I said earlier, um, uh, you know, I was I was kind of worried about this song, scared, you know, like, oh, shoot, you know, it's going to do this song. I was like, I don't know if they're going to pull it off. Um, uh, but it's a great, you know, straight ahead rocker that I, I assume Paul wrote it because he mm-hmm. sang the lead on it too, and mm-hmm. he does his, you know, on on the original his the Paul scratchy vocal kind of thing he does um, uh, in those type of songs. And uh, but yeah, it was it's it, it was well executed. Uh, it's high, pretty high on my list. On I had a number four, uh, so I I was pleasantly surprised. Um, how well it came out and yes the guitar work and and so on was all you know fantastic in it and uh yeah, i'll be listening to that more because uh and, and you know, i always liked the original too but i think you know they almost they almost improve on it in a way um uh, the way they rocked on it so it's really good yep great little richard song written by paul mccartney mark <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was you took the words right out of my mouth. This song is Paul McCartney giving tribute to Little Richard for sure. Yeah. I mean, his vocals. I mean, when I, you said that when you think of this song, Julian, that you think of Aerosmith. When I think of this, I think of Paul McCartney. Like that, that's one of his best sung vocals that he's done on a on a song for sure. Big single for them, like '65. I think Help. I think it was Time when it came out. Uh, love this song. Uh, again. One of the things I love about it is that because it's so kind of simplistic, the brilliance in it lies in its simplicity that anybody could probably pick this up and play it. But rarely can anybody make it sound as good as the Beatles could do. Uh, I think Ace did a good job. Uh, I think Aerosmith did a good job on it. The only thing that excuse me, the only thing that I'm glad that Ace didn't do, if memory serves me correctly, with this, that the that the, the Aerosmith did do is they put that Continental organ solo bit in the Aerosmith version, that, that really odd organ in there. And I don't think Ace does that in this version. I think it's just guitars that are that are on this. There's no weird organ part in this. I don't think there is. I can't remember off the top of my head. But in any case, uh, I, I think that this is a great song. Uh, one that when you when you think of it now, when you look at it, you think to yourself, oh, that that's kind of a, you know, not a, deep cut by the Beatles or something like that. But you know what? If I if if you wouldn't have saw it on the track listing, I and then you said and they said the Beatles song was gonna appear from, you know, a, a Beatles album on this thing, I guarantee you, you wouldn't have picked this song. There's probably a hundred other Beatles songs that you probably wouldn't have would have picked besides I'm down, you know? So it's a it's a great song. I'm I love it. And uh, you know, I think he did a great job with it too. Yeah, and I think more importantly, in, in some ways, is that it gives, like, um, it, it pays tribute to the 50s rock and roll of mm-hmm. Little Richard, of Big Bopper, of Jerry Lee Lewis, and kind of that rip-roaring early feel of rock and roll on which everything else is based, um, you know, that comes later. So, yeah, surprised that it won, but uh, all right. So our favorites, uh, mine was Kicks, Mark's was Good Times, Bad Times, Lonnie's was... I'm down, and Ken's was she. Our least favorite, 
uh, everyone else picked politician and I didn't like jumping Jack Flash so much. Um, <laughs> what other questions before we wrap up here? Um, were there any missed opportunities with how Ace approached any particular song on this for you? And um, I guess the final question of the, the day will be, does this album make you interested in Origins Volume 3? And what are some songs that you'd pick for him? Mark, let's start with you on both of those. Well, I don't think there's anything necessarily that he had a missed opportunity on. I think that he he pretty much did a good job on this. I think everything on this record... I liked much more than on uh than on the other origins one definitely uh from sonics to everything but I think that origins 3 I think there's there's possibilities for many more fantastic songs to be put on there I mean I I gave you my 3 that I thought would be uh good picks for it uh, one of them being Black Sabbath's The Wizard I think that I could definitely see Ace do something like that. It's a bluesy, simple song that he could do. It's not a hard song to, to do in any in any sense. I think Summertime Blues would be a good song. Yeah, lots of people have done that. But, you know, I think that Ace is one of these guys who could take that and really make it his own, you know, with his kind of stylizing in that. And I also think that Keep on Rocking in the Free World, Neil Young. I mean, there's a real simple song, one that songs that probably people know uh, no one that's not really covered too much by people, but it's it's not a hard song. I think that's important for Ace. You don't want to give him a really overly complicated song to do because he can really make it his own when it's simple. I think one of his first appearances when he came back in 2006 was joining Pearl Jam on stage for a rendition of Rockin' in the Free World. Oh, really? So, eh? Yeah. Yes, and of course it's yeah. Canadian, isn't it? Hey, so hey, na- exactly. naturally, naturally you approve. Uh, we lost Ken, so because we've gone late, no doubt. Um, Lonnie, same questions to you. Um, I don't think there's any really, really missed opportunities. I think he really did well with the tracks that were put on the album. Um, I was really surprised with with how well they're done. You know, we said that we were some of the some of the some of the um, List check track listings made us nervous to start with, but he really knocked them all out of the park. Um, like I said, really enjoyed this a whole lot more than I enjoyed Origins One. Not to say I didn't like Origins One, but I, I think um, you know Origins One got his feet wet a little bit and kind of figure out what what he wanted to do with this style of album, and and really really did a great job on this. So missed opportunities, I, I really don't see them, to be perfectly honest with you. It was really hard to rank these songs, a whole lot harder than I thought it was going to be um, before my first listen to this mm. album. I thought, because I just thought, oh, some of them just aren't going to work, just like any covers album. Some of them just aren't going to work. It's going to be easy to, to populate the bottom few, and it's you know it's and, and it'll work itself out from there. But it, this was really a lot harder exercise than I thought it was going to be. Um, as far as what he could do, I, I'm looking forward to an Origins 3. I, th- I think it'd be great. Why not at this point? Um, what he could do is, I don't know, I think I think After Midnight would be fun. I think he could I think he could do that very well to keep with his Eric Clapton roots. Um, I'd like to see him do something else with the Beatles, since as much as I enjoyed I'm Down, and as much as the panel enjoyed I'm Down, I'd like to see him do, do something else. What that is, I really don't know. Surprise me. But... But stick, but you know, don't go with, don't go with the the big hit, you know, mm-hmm. go go with something a little bit deeper, not too deep, 
but you know, but dig a little bit. Something for the White Album. Correct. You know, to dig a little bit. And same thing with the Stones. He's he's done two Stones. He's done a Stone songs on each one of these. Do another Stone songs, but but let's dig a little bit. Let's dig a little deeper. You know, let's not go too too deep, but let's let's dig a little bit. And get a get a good B side on there. It'd be fun. Hmm. One after nine oh nine. Um, I don't think you missed with anything. And while again yeah. I've said that one song's my least favorite, I don't skip it. I enjoyed it all. I find this a much more cohesive package than the first one. I think Lonnie, your point that maybe he's found his feet um, as much as Ace can um, <laughs> without falling over. It's true. I think he's comfortable with this and knows how he wants to approach doing material like this. I was very happy that Origins Volume 3 is in his deal, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to what he springs on us, because so far, um, he, he, he's kept us guessing to a certain extent. It's not been as predictable on Volume 2 as maybe it was uh, on Volume 1. There's some songs, again, it comes back to the documentary Ace Frehley's Origins that Ken Mills and I put together, um, about Ace's youth, and some of the music that was coming up for there, I would really love for him to do. Number one, Blues Magoos. We ain't got nothing yet with its love gun and you know, solo. I'd like to see him have Pepe Castro come back for another guest appearance. Obviously, he, he did on uh, um, Trouble Walking in 89, but that would just be nice because of guitar lessons from him, etc., and his origins, and a very pure origin song there. The Naz, not long... Not wrong, long. Uh, again, a good, really good song for him to kind of put his stamp on. And then the move, Hello Susie. So th- those are three. And I think he's got to do a Who song eventually, but we shall see. All right, Ken, we lost you early. So for now, from Lonnie, from Ken, from Mark and myself, that's our origin panel. What are the songs that you love the most? What are the ones that surprise you the most? What are the ones, if any, that crashed and burned for you? And what would you like if Ace or when Ace does an Origins Volume 3? What are some songs that you think um, that are amongst his Origins that you think that he could do well or surprises that you would like? Maybe what Kiss song? Does he still? I think Parasite. But there we go. He already did Parasite. Parasite's on Volume 1. Is it? I thought it was Cold Jet. How many? They're both on there. Come on. you're You're better than that. Talk about brain farting. All right. What Kiss songs are left? So maybe something from Asylum then. Strange ways. Who wants to be lonely? All right. There we go. We'll leave it there. There we go. We'll see you next week. Bye now. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.